0: Hello and welcome to the Raven Hill Roundup, the Ulster Rugby fan podcast, with your hosts Jamie and Lewis. So let's get right into this week's episode. Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Raven Hill Roundup. This week seeing Ulster take on the Glasgow Warriors in a bitter defeat with Glasgow winning the game 17-11. Before we get into our breakdown of the game, remember we are on Instagram. Get involved over there. We're always putting up posts, getting team news and trying to get you involved. Head over there to get yourself involved with the podcast. We do stream on SoundCloud, Spotify and Amazon Music. To find the podcast you can go to one of them sites. Whichever one you use. We now have finally a TikTok account. If you haven't seen the post head on over to there. It is at Hill Roundup. We'll be doing a few posts over there. And keep an eye up we put a banter on it get the word out and you may have seen that we have started a twitch channel we'll be doing multiple things over there at the minute we have a ulster rugby career mode going on and we'll also be playing different kinds of games and potentially doing some ulster and ireland watch alongs so we'll get straight into the game lewis what were your thoughts Yeah, I
1: think uh, my opinions were really mixed on the game, Jimmy. I'm not sure about yourself, but um, I was quite happy with that losing bonus point. However, I think there was a lot of disappointment about their performance over in Glasgow. Um, And, you know, Glasgow started really well. It was a really, really fast start from them. looked really dangerous attacking-wise. I thought both teams defensively were really strong. Um, Some massive tackles going in um, in that first half. Uh, Glasgow obviously got the first try, but Ulster were able to respond pretty quickly with Harry Sheridan's try um, after about 10 minutes. And, you know, you could see how much it meant to him and the rest of the team that he had got his first Ulster try. Um, and, you know, that Nathan Doak penalty just before half-time, it was an unbelievable strike. I was screaming at the TV, to be honest, at the time, saying, go to the corner, try and get ahead um, a little bit further. But... You know, fair play to him. He backed himself and um, it was a really, really nice kick. Um, going in 8 5 at half time, it was a very tight game. I wasn't sure if I felt that Ulster deserved the lead at half time, but they definitely gave themselves the opportunity to get into that position. Um, you know, they had plenty of opportunities. Glasgow gave away plenty of penalties, so they possibly should have scored a couple of more tries in that first half, but I think. Most Ulster fans would have been happy enough going in ahead at half-time. Um, and then going into the second half, first 22 minutes, he had no score. Um, and I think the main issue in the second half lied with Ulster's bench. Um, and that started their downfall in the game. Um, you had Sutherland, Cooney, Gilroy, John Andrew and Greg Jones all coming on. Um, and then Eric O'Sullivan, Nathan Doak, Ben Moxham... Um, Tom Stewart and Timoney all going off and I think you really noticed the difference because Ulster looked far more unorganised they had no great carrying impact from the forwards off the bench their set piece got worse, we saw them getting turned over in the scrum, we saw them losing plenty of lineouts, including their own throw ins and you really noticed Timoney missing I think with the back row Ulster had out there with young Sheridan and um, Nick Timoney and Jordy Murphy. And when Timoney went off, you noticed a big difference in Ulster's ability to carry uh, with turnovers and sort of in every department. And I think that was one of the main differences between the two teams. I think Glasgow's back row were outstanding. I think they completely out muscled Ulster. Um, their whole pack, really, actually, was, was really good. Um, and yeah, it, w- it was disappointing. I think. A lot of Ulster fans will have got a lot out of that John Cooney penalty at the end to get us the losing bonus point, and obviously it keeps us ahead of Glasgow in the table. And you know it did count for something, and I'm glad they went for it. But overall, in terms of the dis- the performance, I think it was really disappointing.
0: Yep, I'm a similar mindset to you. Um, you know. The, the big thing that I sort of took from it was the lack of physicality and I think that it's down to a mixture of team choice, a bit of an experience within the pack and um, potential struggle with, the, with some people being away internationally still um, I think that that had a massive impact on Ulster because you've seen uh, the way that Ulster have lined up the past while is have strong people on the bench bring them on but I think in a game where you're missing strong people that you would start I think that that needed to be the way straight away is have all them on I think you would have seen a completely different game but at the end of the day for me I'm not 100% saddened by the loss in a way of Ulster not playing at their best or things like that. I think it was a really even game, just that physicality and the the pack not, um, not winning at crucial points. I think the actual play of the game it was very even between the two teams, and you see it in the stats. You know it's very similar, uh, defensively and in a discipline sense the only real difference was in the attack you know Glasgow had more clean breaks and they were winning the the lineouts I mean all of their tries came from malls and you could say the same for Ulster's try you know it was a breakdown from a mall that that led into it Um, but the physical strength wasn't there even seen if you watch the highlights um, Ulster's try, they're held back in the mall. They they didn't make any real yardage from it and that was sorta of how that whole game went was Ulster not making the yards from the big boys. Um and when that didn't work they really should have looked at the backs more in, in my opinion. They might have found a better way through. But they're definitely missing the People who are injured. I know there's not as many of them now, but the ones that are injured and who are away in Ireland at the minute still. Um, but not to take away from the good, you know, as Lewis was saying, Nathan Dukes penalty, what an amazing shot! I mean, you're basically at the halfway line, and they hit it perfectly at that where it's just dropping after the post. Is it's an amazing effort, and I think it puts pressure on. Cooney who we've been critical about his kick in the wee bit um, I think it's another step up for Duke if he can show that's what, he's, what he can do if he can do that in another couple of games to really cement it in people's opinion and make sure he's consistent with his kicks uh, it's really strong for Ulster to have two good uh, scrum halves that have different play to them because then teams are going to have to try and adjust for each of them and not just one type of play. It is also a very tough place to go at the minute, I mean after the Ulster game Glasgow are now 10 unbeaten which isn't an easy feat in such a competitive league especially whenever they have had a few hard games mixed into that and that's the thing with this game it makes our next game so much more important. Uh, That would get the win. Because it puts us in a tight spot. In the table where. We still have to go to South Africa. And if we lose that. And Glasgow win their game in South Africa. They go above us. On the same games. And uh, just the more that you see. That going down the table. You really need Ulster to pick up. Big. Because before you know it will be down in the table but won't we won't miss playoffs. i think that's sort of set on but you need to finish high in the table and make sure that we don't lose any of our games that are left really at this point to make sure we get the best pick for the the postseason and that just shows how big this game was that it was a real must win and Unfortunately, they didn't do that, but I wouldn't put it to any fault of their own.
1: Yeah, I have to agree around the pack. Um, I can't say I was particularly shocked in how we were out-muscled. Glasgow have always been known to have a really strong pack, and you saw with their team announcement how strong it was. You know, Scott Cummings coming back from injury... Uh, I thought Jack Dempsey, I th- he got ma- named man of the match. I thought he was absolutely superb. Um, it's probably the first time I've watched him for 80 minutes. He's obviously in the Scotland camp as well, but he certainly deserves to be there. He was absolutely brilliant in that back row, and he caused Ulster a lot of problems. Um, I was quite disappointed in times at Ulster's mall defence. I thought some of their setups there were quite confusing, and... You could sort of tell as soon as the lineouts were brought down that they were in serious trouble. Um, And then, like I say, in that second half, getting turned over off our own scrums, getting pushed off our own ball in the scrums, I mean, that's unacceptable. That's something that really you cannot be doing. Um, And yes, like I say, Glasgow had a strong pack, but Ulster's pack was not particularly weak in that they should be getting pushed off their own scrum ball. And I'm sure fans were pretty shocked uh, to see it, but I think a lot of it was down to the impact from the bench, which was, like I say, really, really poor. Um, you know, and you have big players coming on, the likes of Sutherland, who's Scottish international, British and Irish lion, and um, John Andrew is a physical enough player, and we've saw in the past last season, especially what Greg Jones can do. Um. I know. I know. He's more of a squad player, really, than a, a starter um, or even a bench player. But you know, he, he's a very physical player, and I thought, I thought the impact from from most of the bench was really poor. Would you agree with that, Jimmy? Do you think the bench w- impact was poor? Because you know, you've big player Rory Sutherland, John Cooney, Andrew Warwick. Um, you've players that you would expect to come on and make an impact. Um, It was near enough the complete opposite. It had a really, really bad effect on Ulster in that second half.
0: I would somewhat agree with you in that they didn't have much of an impact and, you know, potentially they actually made it worse in some cases. Um, But I think that it's... You're saying the quality, and yes, they are quality players, but whenever it's such a physical and really sort of youthful or prime age um Glasgow pack and team I think that whenever you're saying bringing on you know Sutherland yes really good but would he have that impact anyway against them whenever they have that momentum of knowing we're stronger than them we can keep pushing and going harder and you know uh Craig Jones, like you were saying, squad player, uh, you have him on the bench, would he make an impact in that where it is such a physical game and he's maybe lacking in that a wee bit now with his age and um. I just, I think it's, yes they didn't make the impact but I think also you have to think would they have made an impact if they were from the start And, and would it have made a big difference in, in the end result of the match.
1: I don't know. For me, I would certainly expect Rory Sutherland to have made a bigger impact off the bench. Um, I know he gave away a key scrum penalty, which was obviously disappointing for him. Um, but someone with so much experience, you know, he's by no means past it, he's plenty in the tank. He, you know, a British and Irish lion, a Scottish international. For me, he should be coming off the bench and making a huge impact. Um in terms of the other ones, you know, I can understand Greg Jones being a bit rusty. He hasn't had a lot of game time for Ulster at all this season. So to come into a big game like that against a physical pack is always going to be really difficult. And we know that Ulster have injuries in terms of the props with Marty Moore being out to Mang Allen started. And I actually think he done pretty well in the game. Um, however, having Andrew Warwick... ...as the number 18 replacement... ...you know, that's that's the wrong side of the scrum for him... ...so to ask him to come on... ...and, you know... ...be able to hold that Glasgow pack... ...when he's playing on the wrong, sh- wrong side of the scrum... ...and, you know, it's nearly a complete opposite role... ...playing the opposite side of the scrum... ...so, you know, you can see why... ...they struggled against such a physical pack... ...but to see them drop standards so far... ...I think will have concerned a lot of Ulster fans... ...because, you know, a lot of people thinking we'd turned a corner with the last few games... ...you know, getting some good results... ...however, um, you know, there will be that element of fear that... ...confidence levels are going to dip again... ...and, you know, they're going to drop back into their old ways... ...but I don't think that's the case... ...I just simply think that they were out-muscled by a Glasgow pack... And, like I say, when Timoney went off, they're already missing Vermeulen in that back row. Um, Marcus Ray, uh, his absence has been kind of a mystery at the moment. He was playing All-Ireland League at the weekend. And, you know, he was such a key man for Ulster in the l- last season and uh, at the start-end of this season as well. So, um, fingers crossed, going into these next few games especially this coming week in South Africa, they can get a stronger pack out. We'll hopefully have Vermeulen back um, and maybe Timoney and, and Murphy from the start and Australia will be looking a little bit more physical going into that game. I know, I think it was Alan O'Connor went off injured, so um, hopefully we'll get, we'll get an update this week on how he was. Kieran is also away to the Ireland camp, which we'll talk about later. Um, so that's going to be a big miss for them as well. So, fingers crossed, um, we can still go there and have a strong enough pack to match up. However, I think the downfall was, was pretty unacceptable at this level. And I don't think they should have been dominated up front as much as they were. But there, I know there was a lot of bad social media reaction online to this loss... But fans need to look at this game in context as well. You know, like Jamie was saying there, Glasgow have now won ten games in a row. They're unbeaten at home this season, and that's in the league and in the Challenge Cup. They got seven returning from Scotland duty and big return from injury from Scott Cummins as well, who I thought had a really good game. And when you look at Ulster squad, you know, they travelled to this team high in confidence, playing really well. They're missing big players, Henderson, Herring, McCluskey to the Ireland squad. We had Michael Laurie and Vermeulen missing for pretty unknown reasons. They weren't listed on the injury report, so whether they were rested for whatever reason. And then through injury you've got Balakun Little, who was so impressive a couple of weeks ago at the home game against the Stormers. He was a big miss. Um, Marty Murr still injured. We know Addison's been missing for a long time. So Ulster are going over to this really high confidence squad with a very depleted squad themselves and people need to look at that in context and realise that maybe a losing bonus point is actually not such a bad result over there because there are a lot of teams that would go over there and get 30 or 40 points put on them at this stage of the season when Glasgow are playing so well.
0: I agree with you on that, especially whenever you're talking about the bringing in the context of glasgow you know everyone's seen at the six nations just how good scotland are you know this isn't the scotland of sort of 10 15 years ago where you're expecting you know points from them in in international games and whenever they've had players brought back for this game from that scotland side it is it's class coming into it and it's that same class that has kept them going on this massive run that they're going on at the minute. And whenever you look at where Ulster were, you know, this time, what three weeks ago, where we're still playing bad, um, the the hold, really Glasgow, the the good score like that. Realistically, it's only one try a difference in points if you think of it that way you know whenever you're away the the glasgow and they haven't been beaten at home they're on a massive run got so many internationals for a strong scotland side and ulster who haven't been on the best of runs still have people away on the international a fair amount away on the international and a few injuries, plus some key players not being played, like Vermeulen um, who probably would have been that big difference. I think in that game physically, um, I, I think that it is just you take this loss on the chin, and you just try and focus and bring bring yourself back up to the, the level you know you can play, and you really you played in this game. Um and take it to South Africa
1: against Glasgow. We also seen Eric O'Sullivan get his one hundredth cap for the province. Um, for me, I thought he was really impressive in that first half. Um, quite surprised to see him going off so early, with him playing so well and fronting up quite well to that Glasgow pack, holding the scrum really well. Um, I suppose they expected probably a big impact from Sutherland off the bench, but Jimmy, how how good is it to see him get 100 caps and um, how far do you think he can go with Ulster?
0: It's an amazing accomplishment for him. You know he's such a big player for Ulster and he's always there in the key moments when you need him. And to reach 100 caps it's it's really nice to see and it's good that we have a player like this and we've had a player like this for so long and I really hope that he does continue on for however many years more um. because I, I think he's a crucial part of the squad and to reach that 100 it's not something a lot of players do and it's it's a great accomplishment for O'Sullivan as a player and a, a great occasion for us as fans and just before we move on Lewis uh, we question for you do you think that this game would have went different had the internationals been there for both teams Ulster and Glasgow or do you think that adding the players that were still gone for Glasgow in that that team would have been similar or do you think that having Ulster's internationals back could have swayed the the tides of the game? Um, No, for me, I
1: think two full-strength Ulster and Glasgow teams going at it in Glasgow, I still think Ulster would have went over there and won the game. When you look at how key the players that Ulster were missing are to Ulster, you have Ian Henderson, who adds so much physicality to the pack, so much experience going away, and obviously your club captain. I think he would have had a huge impact on the physicality uh, Rob Herring obviously we know how impactful he is with both with Ulster and Ireland uh, and of course Stuart McCluskey one of Ulster's best players and one of Ulster's most important players in that backline to get front football off the set pieces so for me if you had to have those and bring probably Vermeulen into that back row even that I think completely turns the game on its head because in that case Glasgow are unable to get that physical advantage on Ulster. They're not pushing them off their own ball off the scrum. They're probably not winning as many lineouts. You've a bigger threat with Ian Henderson on the field. So I think probably it's really hard to say. You know, every game's different. I know it's such a cliche to say, but um you would think with two full strength teams going at it, Ulster have the better squad. I think Glasgow would probably agree that with two full-strength teams, Ulster have the better squad available to them. But missing those key players in key positions was, for me, the biggest issue going into this game. And when I saw the team announcement and who was named on the bench as well, I kind of had a feeling that physicality was going to be a problem in this game. And in a bit of news around Ulster Rugby this week, it has been said that Michael Laurie is set to return after missing the game in Glasgow. Which will be a huge boost to Ulster's backline going into this game. Especially with Rob Little still being a doubt and Ben Moxham now undergoing the return to play protocols after concussion in that game. Jacob Stockdale is also back in Ireland camp so will be unavailable for the South Africa game. However, Tom Stewart has remained with Ulster, so will most likely be available for that game. Kieran Treadwell has also now been called up to the Ireland squad after Tagburn's injury against France, so he will now be unavailable, and Aaron Sexton is also available following a thumb injury that he had previously. Ulster will also hope to have Dwayne Vermeulen back available for this game as well. We also hear reports that Toulouse are looking to bring in Ulster second row and captain Ian Henderson for next season. Um, he is out of contract with Ulster at the end of the season and Toulouse are looking to bring in another second row. So get involved and let us know what you think about that news and how you think it would impact Ulster. We obviously know it would be a massive impact. But how key is it that Ulster are able to keep hold of their club captain, Ian Henderson? And moving on to rugby news elsewhere. It has been announced that Wales versus England in the Six Nations will go ahead after the game was threatened by strike action from players. This was based on them looking at a number of factors being changed by the Welsh Rugby Union. Um, They have come to an agreement that the 60 cap rule which allows players with over 60 caps to play for Wales even if they are playing club rugby outside of that country has now been reduced to 25 caps so anyone with over 25 caps for Wales can now play in a different country for their club and still be eligible to play for Wales. This will come as a huge relief as the game being called off would have cost the Welsh Rugby Union around 9 or £10 million. Pounds. So, I think massive relief for all rugby fans around the world that the Six Nations game is able to go ahead. Jamie, how big of a blow would it have been if the game had been called off?
0: Personally, I would have hated it if England got a free win uh, in the Six Nations in any competition, really. Uh, because it's it's England. Um but it's massive news that come from Wales and completely understandable from their front you know whenever you see how poorly really Welsh teams have been doing the best players are gonna want the the move the other teams and I think it's only reasonable and their mindset you know they're gonna say I'm the best player I want to play for the best teams but everyone wants to represent their nation and whenever your nation doesn't provide you with them opportunities, I think it's it's a big call for them to threaten such a massive game. But at the end of the day, it's worked for them and uh, hopefully it won't impact the game too much and it'll still be a, a great game full of amazing players on both teams.
1: Yes and another issue with this strike was that uh, the Welsh clubs were not offering contract extensions to players at this time while they deal with the financial situation. That has now been overturned so um it has now been announced that contract extensions will be allowed uh, to be offered by the clubs which will also be a massive boost to the Welsh players and I'm sure that was big as well in the decision to play the match and allow the game to go ahead. So let's have a look at the scores from the URC this last weekend. Starting off on Friday night we had Munster against the Ospreys. Absolute demolition of the Ospreys. Munster winning that one 58 points to 3. Really impressive performance at home and really really lacklustre from the Ospreys. In South Africa on Saturday we had the Lions taking on the Sharks who got a really well deserved away victory. They won that one 29 points to 7. Another away victory in South Africa on Saturday was for the Stormers. They beat the Bulls 23 points to 19. In Italy on Saturday we had Zebre against Connacht. That one finished 34 points to 57 in favour of Connaught. Probably a bit of concern defensively for Connaught there. And in Wales, Scarlets beat Edinburgh 42 points to 14. Probably not so surprising with so many players away for Edinburgh. Cardiff beat Benetton as well, 30 points to 13 and Leinster doing the usual business despite so many players away. They beat the Dragons at the RDS, 43 points to 14. So having a quick look at the Six Nations game, Ireland beaten France, 32 points to 19. It was an unbelievable bonus point win for Ireland. They played absolutely superbly. Jimmy, what were your thoughts on the game and
0: the best moments for you? Ireland really strong from the get go I mean there were four tries three for Ireland one for France in the first 25 minutes it was such a hectic first half full of fast play rough play and you know if Ireland could have had another two in the first half I think it is if they weren't held up they were really really dominant uh, throughout the whole game really I think. Um, France they had the really nice try uh, from their own half in the first half where you know you just see them just doing their thing passing and moving from the back and then a long sprint they get it over the line for the try but after that I think in the second half France looked like they quit the game whenever Ireland had win I think it was two tries up from them um. You uh, you sort of seen them being a bit lazy with their tackles, or they still had you know amazing stops. There's another uh, try held up, and an amazing last ditch tackle from the nine from the nine to punt, Uh, just putting his full weight and stopping the Ireland try. It's amazing, especially whenever you've seen the physical and height difference. Between the two players, I was shocked that he managed to pull it off and let his team get back for it. Um, but apart from that, you know Ireland were just dominant, and it's something that you've seen in across all the games. They're just they look unstoppable, and like you're saying, another bonus point sets them really, really well up for the rema- the remainder uh, of their games that they have in the Six Nations and you know it's looking ever more fruitful that another title will come Ireland's way. Um. So what did you think of the game Lewis? Any key moments that you liked?
1: My favourite moment in the game was probably uh, Hugo Keenan's try. I thought the pass inside from Finlay Belham after Doris's brilliant carry to make Ireland a bit of ground, a uh, beautiful um, identification of space, and Keenan had the speed. He had a man outside him, he had a man inside him, but he throws the dummy. He goes himself, and he shows that confidence. And he, you know, it's clear now that he is Ireland's top choice fullback. He is absolutely brilliant. He has started this Six Nations superbly. Um, and yeah, that, that would have been my moment of the game. I thought France had their moments in the first half with Penno playing really well, DuPont. Um, and when you have DuPont and Entomac at 9 and 10, they're always going to feed off scrappy ball. They're really, really dangerous. And it's just good to see Ireland get another bonus point win in what was. One of the toughest games, obviously, of the Six Nations for them. And, you know, sitting on 10 points now on the table. Scotland on 10 as well. Um, they've still some tough fixtures to come. So, um, it's really well set up for the, for the championship for Ireland if they continue playing the way they are. And hopefully the Grand Slam if they can win all of their remaining games.
0: Yep, definitely agree with you. You know, Scotland are going away the France and that's a completely different ball game than... Ireland having France at home and especially after that Ireland game you know Scotland are in for a hard game so it's it's definitely Ireland's for the taking especially whenever the it's Italy next on the weekend I think it's a real opportunity for Ireland The the cement it you know and uh, hopefully a bit of unluckiness for Scotland All against France will uh, help Ireland even more in in the endeavor to try and get another six nations under their belt and I think it's it's definitely possible that it'll happen and at this stage I would say it's almost in the bag just a bit of news coming into
1: that Italy game as well. We know that Johnny Sexton will not play. Um, he looks like he hasn't been able to overcome that slight injury. So it has been announced that James Ryan will captain Ireland this weekend. And it was also announced that Tag Tagburn is now out for the rest of the campaign. Due to his injury against France which looked pretty serious. I think they've said he's out for a minimum of about 10 weeks. So he will be unavailable for the remainder of the season. Just quickly before we move on, Jimmy, just want to get your take on how well the Ulster players did. I thought McCluskey uh, was absolutely superb. I thought Herring was good until that injury, which was a shame. Um, I think it was just a concussion. So hopefully he's okay um, for the game after this France one. Or sorry, after the Italy game. And I thought Hendo made a really big impact off the bench. So um, we'll probably see him starting this weekend due to Tagburn's injury. So fingers crossed um, he can continue that good form. But how did you think the Ulster players did?
0: Definitely big impacts from the Ulster players. The likes of Stuart McCluskey um, starting the game and having a really consistent, uh, really good passing game especially getting it out wide. He is key in that front. We also had Rob Herring like you were saying played fantastic up until his injury uh, from the head clash that unfortunately took him off. Um, But apart from that he had a really solid game and especially whenever especially whenever he has the pressure of stepping into such big shoes as Ireland hooker um, and then on the bench you had Ian Henderson another massive player um, and played really well coming into the game off of the bench Um just playing his game and helping Ireland out as the squad another player on the bench was Tom O'Toole who came on and had superb carries and really drove that Ireland line up and got stuck in and really showed what he what he's worth to that Ireland team by coming off of the bench and having amazing carries. I will move on to the next game for Ulster. I look ahead to the Sharks versus Ulster which is taking place on Saturday the 25th playing at the Hollywood Bets Kings Park in South Africa. So an away game for Ulster against a Sharks side that has had a fairly mediocre time since uh, the new year winning 3 out of 6 of their games so half. Uh, since January across all competitions and an Ulster side that still has a fair amount of players away to international duty. So Lewis whenever you think of this game uh, going away to South Africa once again a rescheduled game. How do you think Ulster are going to handle the travelling game? and a lesson squad yeah jimmy i think it's a
1: massive game and um, really important that ulster pick themselves up from that loss in glasgow and get their well-needed points over in south africa and i think it'll be an easy one for the squad to get themselves up for and um, you know it's a it's a long old trip uh, big travel to South Africa and I'm sure the players will be really excited to get out there and hopefully get a bit of nice weather out there around this time of year. Um, so yeah, I think it's going to be massive. It's going to be really tough as well without so many key players. Um, Sharks missing some key players as well. Um, it has been announced that their star fullback Fassi is not going to be available after going off in their last game with a rib injury. So that will be a blow to them. Um, However, there's still so many unbelievably talented players, you look at the likes of Eben Ezebeth who came in to them this season and really has led the way in them playing so well and he'll be key to how they play against Ulster and in this case Ulster will really need to front up physically. If they don't, this massive Sharks pack will get at them and will cause them a lot of problems, especially with Etzabeth leading the way from the second row. So I would hope that Ulster can get back on the bike and put in a big performance and keep the points ticking along on the table. I think most Ulster fans would be happy enough with a win, even if it's not a bonus point win, just to get themselves back on track a bit. Um, especially with it being such a tough game. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed that we can go over there and take the victory.
0: And the victory is what everyone will be hoping for. For me, I think Dan McFarlane needs to change it a wee bit. I think that this is a game where you need to start on the front foot. And the I don't think that if he uses his tactic that he has been with players on the bench... I think that it might backfire on them a bit you know you see that these South African teams they know that you're not used to the conditions and they they sort of lay off sometimes but at the same time they can't just go full throttle from the start. They're used to the climate and you've seen against the Lions uh, early on in the season whenever we were away. Uh, Ulster handled that really well and I think that it's almost looking back to that game you need to try and um, imitate what Ulster done back then in this game and really try and start on that front foot and get the best possible start because you know, you know I've played the game and you are going to get tired whenever you're not used to. You are going to get tired uh, as the game goes on in a uh, unfamiliar setting to you. So I think get the best people on. You know, start Kenny. Um, start everyone. All the big players that you have been bringing on. I think you need to start them. Get the front foot, and you know, get a couple of tries down. And then that gives you leeway that you can have a bit of rotation then into the second half. And I think that that's the way that Ulster are going to have to play this game. In terms of score predictions I'm going to go for Ulster 32 to Sharks 15. I think that Ulster are going to start off well as we've seen them do. And with a few big players missing for the Sharks I think that that really jumbles their team up. Um, and hopefully Ulster can capitalise on that and I think it's gonna be a, a big game for Ulster. For me I'm gonna go with a slightly more high scoring game. I think it's
1: gonna finish 45-38 to Ulster. I do think they'll bounce back. I do think they'll get the bonus point win. And for me, I just think it's going to be a really open game. Loads of tries. It seems to be the way it is when Ulster are playing away from home Uh, in South Africa. They're always looking to just outscore the opposition. Because they know how dangerous the Sharks are on attack as well. So, yeah, that's what I'm going for. And fingers crossed it's a bonus point win.
0: That will do it for this week's episode. We hope that you enjoyed our company for closely an hour and nice to see that Ulster are starting to take a bit of form as well as Ireland doing really well in the six nations. Just need both of them to carry on and get a couple of wins this week to really bolster the supporting. So remember we are on Instagram. Hit us up over there. Get involved with the podcast. Uh, we'd love the to, to get your comments on what you thought of the game. And we also put up lineups and other team news on there. Another reminder, seeing it's new. Go on over to the TikTok. Give us a follow. Give us a like on some of the videos. Um, It's just a bit of banter really with it. See another form of... Uh, Getting your rugby content over on TikTok. You can also come and join us over on the Twitch at Ravenhill Roundup. Be doing watch alongs, playing some rugby games as well as a couple of other games. And just having a bit of banter over there on a live stream. And you can find the podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud and Amazon Music. So thank you very much for watching and we hope to see you next week.